You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Happy Halloween! Well, I guess it might not be Halloween when you listen to this, but it's Halloween when this episode releases, and if you are celebrating the occasion, I hope you have the spookiest of times and have yourself a fantastic All Hallows Eve. I'm going to be eating pizza. And, of course, taking the kids trick-or-treating, but the pizza is, you know, we're all going to enjoy the pizza. It's going to be great. Anyhow, I hope you enjoy this episode. Back again is my friend Ryan from Fuzzrocious Petals. We talk about it on this episode. This is like just two old chums catching up. Ryan's been on, I think this is his fourth appearance. We have talked for hours and hours and hours off of the podcast. We are good buddies, so this is a lot of just... Two dudes having a great time and just catching up, having conversation. It really is just a fly-on-the-wall type of podcast episode with two friends in the weird gear business. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. We talk a lot about favorite records and all kinds of things like that on this one. It's very, very low-key. I hope you enjoy it, and I want to get into it as quickly as possible. But before I do, I just have a couple little bits of business to get into and then we'll dive right into the episode. Firstly, I want to remind everybody about the ad-free version of the podcast. If you don't like the new ad format, you can get an ad-free version for three bucks a month. If you go to patreon.com slash tonemob, you just go there, sign up three bucks a month, and you will get the ad-free feed of this podcast. And for five bucks a month, you can get Bonus episodes, bonus weird conversations beamed right to your ears every week. So if you like this show and you want to help it keep going and keep growing and keep doing the thing, that is the best way to do that. So if you can, I would really, really appreciate it. And if you can't, no sweat. That's what these episodes are for. So thank you very much for tuning in and spending some time with me. I have one more small thing I want to note, and that is if you want... For those that have been asking, I'm finally caving. I'm finally doing it. I know I've threatened to do it for years, but I'm actually doing it now. I'm putting the videos of this podcast up on YouTube. So if you go to the Tone Mob YouTube channel, in addition to demos, gear-type conversations, and whatever else I think of content-wise over there, I am also putting the videos of this podcast up so you can see our smiling faces while we nerd out and talk about aliens. It's a pretty fun thing. People have been enjoying it. It's totally out of my wheelhouse. I am an audio guy, so I'm still learning the video world. But this podcast is now going to be available on YouTube, and I'll be publishing the back episodes as well. So if you want to watch us instead of just listening, you can do that over there. So the YouTube channel is just The Tone Mob. Search it, it's easy to find, and you can subscribe there, and I'll be publishing those videos, including this one with Mr. Ryan Rutaisky. Okay, let's get to it. Let's stop talking so we can start talking. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar stuff. Occasionally, sometimes, here I have one of my best buddies in the biz, Mr. Ryan Rutaisky from Fuzz Rocious. We're doing this again. We've threatened to do it 
so many times for so long, but now we're actually doing it. Here we are. Is this number four, maybe? I think, I think it's four. four. Four seems about right. We've actually went as far as to say, like, we should just do our own podcast because yeah. it just so so nicely. Every time we get on the phone, we're like, that probably would have been a pretty good podcast, honestly. So Yeah, because uh, they always end up being like like minimum 45 minutes, usually an hour and a half to hour and 45. So Yeah, we're like, yeah. we're going to keep this one tight. We're going to keep this close because we got things to do. Nope. 45 minutes to an hour and a half later. Uh, but yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. I'm stoked to have you back here today. I'm stoked to actually be looking at you because I don't do that most of the time. You know, I know we're it's, trying it's, to. It's weird. Yeah. They they tell me that that if you're not doing video these days, you're a loser. And so, um, for sure, a loser. Know. If if you look at my Instagram or whatever, and the fact that I still don't have a TikTok, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm like pushing away this video push. But ugh, I I don't like. I I will say for recording the podcast, I I like looking at. At the guest, that's that's a yeah, good thing. yeah, yeah. That's fine. I'm talking about, but the social media side of it is like, ugh. I don't mind doing the short form jammy clips. I think that's kind of fun, you know, because I can just like, I'm like, hmm, this sounds cool. I'll show everyone this cool sound. That's fine, but I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna dance. I'm not gonna do it. No, I'm not. You don't. Nobody wants me to. First of all, and I don't want to. So it's a multiple situation here, you know. Are you going to dance? I know you've been doing a lot of volleyball. No. That that's conducive uh, to dancing. Yeah, that that's what the followers want to see. They want to see me like looking like an old man hitting volleyball. Uh I will not dance. Uh and my kids just both got TikTok for like we just like we've restrict them with and a whole lot of stuff with with uh with like their phone access and whatever. Sure. Um but they just both got TikTok accounts and are just like uh so all my daughters been posting is like cute cat videos and like horse videos and i'm just like just that's fine <laughs> that's just don't fine put your, don't put your face on here yeah or your butt it's, it's a which one's worse which you know like uh, you're gonna be identified by the face you know i don't know it's all bad nah, well she's got a tail so it's easy to kind of figure out which one is is raven <laughs> on the internet ah that's that's unique yeah. do all of your family have tails no no just shannon side oh just shannon side okay <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna love this she's yes. gonna love it so dude you've been doing all kinds of stuff and i know we want to talk about some of the projects that are coming actually today as this podcast launches yes yes yes. which yes, is yes. kind of like we weren't we, this was kind of an accident you were just texting me and i was like i'm free let's record because yeah. because i'm last minute like everything else where i'm like oh uh, i'm doing this thing and it's happening now i'm like cool didn't we talk about that six months ago? Uh, didn't we talk about it a year ago? Probably. I, time is time has no meaning anymore. Uh, we've been this 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 big project that comes out this week is over. We've been working on it for over a year, um, and it's partially just you know we had no time frame in in mind, but also uh, COVID like threw us for some loops with like trying to source parts out. So oh, was that weird? Was that a weird thing that happened? Yeah, it's still happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's never gonna uh, stop but yeah way. uh it it was wild like it was we needed like a like simple like one part and it, like these j201s were just not available uh mm -hmm. anywhere so it took it took so long it, like everything kept saying like july 2023 july 2025 and i'm just like uh i might be finding a new job soon uh because mm -hmm. like 
when you find a specific part, like there's so many replacement parts, but they don't, one part is not equal to the other, even sonically. So uh, it, it causes a lot of problems, but we got the part. It's fine. It works. It's good. Uh, so now I can go and scramble. And what is this project? We don't have to be mysterious because it's going to be public uh, knowledge by the time this drops. What is it? So uh, if you look behind me, uh, there's a huge cave poster back there. Uh, they were a they were my foray into, you know, metal core and things like that. They were, you know, they've always remained a special band for me. Absolutely. Uh, and I've been pretty vocal uh, about the fact that like I've been, always been stoked that like Caleb um, Schofield from Caven adopted the the rat tail really early and then it just became his sound uh so he was he was using it in zozover he was using it in in old man gloom um and he was obviously using it in cave in and it just you know it was a it was like a bright spot for me as a as a fan and then as a maker um so uh if people aren't aware a few years ago caleb um caleb lost his life in a in an accident um and uh it's it's been devastating for for the band and family and um with new life in the band right now with with nate taking over on on bass and like really doing uh honoring caleb's memory the best way that anybody could um i i talked with the band about doing a memorial like a an homage a tribute pedal for caleb and uh where we could take a large portion of these proceeds and gift the Schofield family uh a, a, a gift from the community um that you know they could use as they as they see fit um mm-hmm. so we made this pedal called secret ah. C <laughs> so uh it features Thomas Hooper's iconic uh satellite art for the band and then we did I'll flash these up here uh we did eight colorways that kind of span the albums, uh, like colorways. So beyond hypothermia until your heart stops. Let's back up a little bit because there are a lot of audio only people. We should probably describe what we're looking at. Oh, okay. So yeah. Yeah. What what, actually, so why don't you explain what you see? So you're the layman coming in for what it's worth. My screen's a little bit, a little bit fuzzy which I guess is appropriate for a Fuzz Rush's pedal. See, my side's clear, but you're fuzzy on my side, so I don't know. That's how. That's kind of how it works It uh, without getting too nerdy. It, it, it modulates that based on internet connection so that we can keep talking. So anyway, uh, I th- feel like I'm seeing a, a satellite of some yeah. sort on this, on this pedal. Uh, it's yeah. a single knob pedal. We've got one stomp switch. We've got an LED off to the lower right, Fuzz Rush's pedals down at the bottom and a cave in logo at the heel of the pedal. And it looks like that says secret C. So what, what obviously you're, you're doing all these cool colorways. I know which one I want already. Uh, So I'm planning that mentally and uh, yeah. Tell me what it does. So I'll, I'll flash these up here for your, for your video folks. uh, So you can kind of see while I'm talking. Um, so Caleb used the rat tail, which became the cat tail. Same circuit. Uh, just Proco doesn't want us using the word rat. Weird. They, they own the trademark. So right. you should protect that trademark. Uh, mm-hmm. So we changed it to cat tail. Uh, Caleb 
Caleb used the rat tail for kind of everything uh, mm-hmm. for the, for mo- for generally for those those fuzzy bass sounds and stuff. Um, so we took uh, Nate and I, I want to say eight, maybe seven or oh, eight versions that. back. Uh, we. I put that in there and then the, I worked with like the, the, our old BBPG uh, preamp circuit to kind of give it more um, like that solid steady feel after, after mm-hmm. the rats, the, the, like the, the distortion circuit. Um, oh, and so many, uh, so many colors. Look at all. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's the cattail hitting, hitting this preamp. Um, and what I, what I had, Nate or what Nate and I really worked with was dialing in all of the knobs that were out what, like there to like when Nate plays like this feels like Caleb mm-hmm. you know this this feels like his sound uh, and then Nate would send it back to me and then I would basically build you know build that circuit and then throw everything on trim pots and you know, dial in the sound. I like measure out all the pots and everything, then ship the Nate's original version with my tweaked version back up. And we just went back and forth until we found like the perfect sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I just realized the microphone is like dipping. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we, we, and again, for the, the viewers, oh, there we go. Looking at uh, guts now for all the listeners. There's, there's those trim pots. Yep, yep. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven trim pots in there. So each one of these are measured on every single one of these circuits um, to essentially give you that Caleb bass sound right out of the box. And um, and is that based on the based? Haha, no pun ha-ha. intended. Is that based upon the specific albums that the colors are coordinating with or are they all similar uh it is the same circuit throughout so essentially you know 200 and something people will get the same the same sound out of the box and you get to pick your your color for your so color cool. way for what you're doing um but then you know you can go in and and tweak the the trim pots around to yourself and we have, we'll have a thing on the website that like has a photo of where to reset it if you want to reset your stuff uh right but uh, that would have been awesome to go back and like <laughs> recreate like old old cave and bass sounds or or whatever like based on that. But uh, I suppose you could yourself based. though. You know, oh, like, uh, if do- if if you're crazy and you wanna and you wanna go back and do that, uh, like have have at it. Uh, go for I'm, it. I'm not- you give them access. You gave them the pots. Yes. they're gonna tweak uh, them. But dude, like we when I say we like over a year for this of like we made like, you know, 200 something these, but like the steps that goes into making these is tr- it's like, a, it just goes above and beyond. And especially when you have to go in and measure out, you know, those seven trim pots for 200 pedals, plus the ones that like, you know, just don't work. And you're trying to figure right. out what the, what the hell the problem is. <laughs> um, when you, when you say like a, a labor of love or, uh, you know, there's so much there's so much love that went into every single one of these pedals so much sweat that went into all of it um and it's uh it just in in a in a in a big way like it just it just it feels like everything comes together to be like okay we can pay homage to somebody uh who can't be with us anymore in in the most fuzzrocious way possible of like we're gonna make a pedal that is 
gross and disgusting and weird and cool and <laughs> but like also you know kitschy and gives gives everybody something special that nobody else really has and the fact that you know we all felt that it was a, it was a good thing to do for the family i think that's the that's like the the best feeling piece of this i, I know this this pedal is going to make you know 200 something people happy to play it but uh just a just a little something to give back to the family i think is it just it feels like it feels good you know Caven mm-hmm. is a it's a special band and it's a it's i have a weird I guess relationship's not a great way to say it because I don't have an actual relationship with the band. But as far as my experience with the band, it was a band that I've heard about for years. I always read about them. I always had heard people talking about them. And it's weird how many times you have to hear somebody just in passing mention a band or an artist or a podcast before you'll actually give it a try. Yeah. And I don't know why we're wired that way, but everyone pretty much is. Like everyone has to hear, hear like 15 recommendations before. All right. All right. I'll give it a try. Yep. But, but talking to you, which sounds weird, right? Cause we, we didn't cave in was a band for a lot longer than you and I have been friends. Absolutely. Yeah. Talking to you is like, okay, all right, I'm going to check out cave in. And when I did, I felt like an idiot. Because I was like, this is so up my alley. It's not even funny. This is like one of the premier bands of this genre that I love. And I felt so dumb. I think I even posted in the Tone Mob Facebook group about it. I'm like, well, it only took me like 15 years, but I finally listened to Cave In and they're insanely amazing. So, well, but you can even look at that band. And if you look at like at, what Blake likes to listen to, you can you can find things on each of those albums that you're like, oh, I love this because this is super spacey and like big and vast and lush. Oh, but this thing is like super chuggy, you know, palm mute aggressive. Mm-hmm. Oh, but this is like big open chord, you know, tuned down to A or G, like big open chord, just you know, strummy through stuff. Like, yeah, there's tons of Blake. Blakey stuff. There's there's so much Blakey stuff in there. It again, I felt really stupid that it took me that long to finally get into it. For how much it is, just like a hundred percent a band for me. So I, I think, think that's this is that's common. Cool. That's yeah. I think that's common with this band. Period. Because it's hard. It's hard for anybody to recommend a band that has changed this much over the course of their time. Um, so when you, you you're talking to somebody about this band that you love for all these different reasons, but then you have to like suggest the the thing that someone's going to get hooked to first, so they don't <laughs> they don't be like, uh, oh, I don't want to listen to metalcore, and you gave me until your heart stops, and there's this and that when they they could have listened to Antenna, and that could have been their rock way into it, you know. I have a similar struggle with Thrice because I'm yeah. like a very very vocal fanboy. Right. Obviously, these bands aren't really the same, but they come from the same uh, community, I guess you might say. They're cut from the same from similar cloth. Yeah. Yeah. But I always have that problem. People are like, OK, you're always talking about Thrice. Give me an album to listen to. And I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, OK. Uh, I have no idea where to start with you. Sometimes if I know the person, it's easier. But a lot of it's just messages from people I don't really know. So I have to I have like I actually have like a copy and pasted response for this that I because I get it so oh, often. That's too good. <laughs> so it's like, I'm sorry if you've gotten the the response and you thought it was some highly personalized thing. No, it's literally like I don't know where to start with that band because if you if you dive into 
illusion of safety, you might hate it or you might love it. Or, you know, if, or if you dive into alchemy index earth, that's a completely different. That's hardly even totally. the same band, you know, right, but right. Um, All right, uh, real quick. Let's, uh, let, let's, let's rank, let's rank the, uh, the alchemy index. Hi, I'm Vincent and I'm here to talk about the merits of my dad's always going on and on about how cool Maris is. He really went off on one about the Mercury X the other day. He said something about a 4,800 hertz sample rate and 99 preset locations in 33 banks and something along the lines of the most advanced reverb pedal ever devised by man? That's all true, but I only care about one thing. This pedal sounds sick. So make sure you check out the Mercury X and all the other fine products at maris.us, as well as fine retailers worldwide. All right, Dad, now can I have my pocky? How exactly do artists get their music on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal, all these services? How in the world do you get your music there? Well, in the past, you had to use something called a record label. But these days, you can use DistroKid. DistroKid is the absolute easiest way to get your music up on streaming services. And it's the most affordable way to do so. Not only do plans start at $22.99 for the entire year, that's less than two bucks a month, DistroKid also does not take a cut of your streaming revenue, unlike some other services out there. Even better if you sign up by going to ToneMob.com slash DistroKid. That's ToneMob.com slash DistroKid. One more time, that's ToneMob.com slash DistroKid. You'll get 30% off. That's right, 30% off. They're already extremely reasonable prices. So go to ToneMob.com slash DistroKid and get your music out there. Oh jeez, that's entirely well, we mood. Ba- that's mood yeah, based. It me. is mood based, but we we only have four, so it's we can we can make quick decisions. Okay, uh, I'm going to say let's let's start with our number ones. No, no, let's start with our number fours. Start with number fours. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is feel, this doesn't even feel right to do. Uh, I'm gonna say number four for me is air. Air. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. You too. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I like it. Uh, I do like air, and I like. Uh, I like how dreamy it is. Uh, but yeah, when we're going, when we're going big picture. So, uh, what about what, why, why four, why four for you? Four for me, just because I'm, I'm kind of basing it off of a current mood and B. So this could change tomorrow, obviously, but B, I think because of the more atmospheric nature of it, the songs in general, this isn't true across the whole EP, but aren't quite as hooky. There's not as many earworms on it as there are on the rest. Now, the same could be said about my number three pick, which is water. Ooh, we've got a big disparity here, my oh, friend. Okay, what do we got going on here? I'm Earth. You're Earth? Oh, interesting. Yes. Interesting. Uh, I like I like how I like how strummy. I like how like earthy. How road how like road worn those songs feel. Um, but when I compare them to the other two, that's that's where my 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 problem comes in. So why why do you go water? 
Water there is because that was the first inkling that I ever had that maybe I do like electronic music was water. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I never I never listened to electronic music really. I mean, not in a serious way before that, which sounds probably weird because I do a lot of electronic sounding stuff now. But I never got into that that whole vibe before before listening to water. But I do say like and I also didn't which is weird because I do primarily instrumental music. I I don't primarily listen to instrumental music and the uh the whaler oh no excuse me the whaler is an amazing song but yeah. night diving night diving dude night that's, diving is that's a shroom trip man night diving is it when you know that that's what it's about it's about night diving the whole story is just in your head the yep. like you can picture it when he goes under the water comes back oh. up like the whole thing it's the like doppler like mm-hmm yeah it's it's such a brilliant piece to me, but at the same time, and this will this will make sense with my rankings when we get to my number one. At the same time, because that's not like my go-to listening experience, especially around the time it came out, was that very ambient electronic type vibe that that had. Oh yeah, the squeaky. Sample this that. microphone that- stand is no joke. Like. 15, 20 years old. So all right, it won't move <laughs> it, now. It's doing the best it can. It's it's trying. Mm. Okay. It's trying. Yes. Uh, so yeah, water for me. And it's mostly due to like personal preference on musical styles more than an, a comment on the actual quality of that particular one. All right. So, so for what's, you, your, what's, what's your dose? Fire. Me too. Which really? Oh, I see this, yeah. is, this disparity now. You thought so I was we'll, going to go heavy on number one, huh? I did, and I think people really thought about that about me as well. I love Fire, and it was the one I was most excited about. Me for too. Sure. Yep. But it's also the because it's the one I was most excited about, and it's it's the most typical thrice thing out of that group, in my yep. opinion. And so it it was the least surprising. I was like, yeah, of course this rips. Like, sure, I love it. I, I and it, there's many many great and interesting things about it. But it didn't it it didn't shock me when I heard it. I, it was exactly what I expected it to be for the most part. That's that album made me like seek Big Muffs like crazy. Mm. I was like trying to figure out like how to get that grindy bass. Yeah, because I think it was like I think it was like Bluebeard or something at the time uh, that it w- was that was that sound. Um, but yeah, a, a lot of similar reasons. Dude, the, the baritone work on that album is is just wicked. It stands out. Um, but every, had every, a big everything... impact on me. <laughs> me too. A lasting impact. Me too. Yeah. So, dude. Uh, so, obviously, I, I went water. I think water is because it's so different from everything else. Yeah. But fits so well. And watching them do that manipulate live uh, with that that's, stuff was, was really that's cool. True. Yeah. Um, but I think that those those songs are the scope of them is so wide on on what they do, and I, th- I think the storytelling on those I think popped a little more than than the others. Well, going uh, back to the Whaler, we kind of glossed, we we got excited and then glossed yeah. over it. But the Whaler is such a brilliant song. It's oh, so it, brilliant. like like I said, when, when there's not a whole lot of times that songs evoke an image for me, and a lot of those songs you can you can feel the story so mm-hmm. what why does why does earth pop in at one for you now that is for a similar reason 
that water this is the thrice nerd section of the podcast everyone you're gonna have to just go listen to this this collection of eps to understand what we're talking about go do it anyway you should have done it by now i've told you to do it for years and if you're a new listener you're going to hear me talk about it more in the future because i'm obsessed with this band anyway earth for me is because again down to like personal preference i grew up on country and like folksy type of music and so to hear them go heavy in not heavy but go like go with that in full force really made me happy in a sort of a nostalgic way and then uh uh, Child of Dust to me is the strongest oh, of the closers. Yeah, and that thing that they did. So for no anyone who's never listened to it, they're largely doing a uh, most not entirely acapella, but very vocal focused performance with I think the whole band, as far as I'm aware. Um, I'm not exactly sure about that, uh, but for the closing of the of the song, they literally it sounds like they're burying someone in a coffin. And it's because they literally went out in their backyard and buried a microphone while singing. In a, they put it in a box and they buried the microphone. And, dunk, dunk. and when I read that they did that, that was a big moment for me when I realized there's no rules to any of this. We can do whatever we want. Like You, know, you can mic things however you want. You can do anything recording-wise any way you want. And that had a massive impact on that thought process for me was hearing that that story and hearing the results. Well, did you hear, speaking of results, did you hear what they're going to do for the new album? Not yet. No. Cause it's been like almost like what it's been close to 20 years, or whatever. They're going to like dig up that microphone that they recorded with. Like it's still buried <gasps> there. They're going to dig it up and they're going to use it. If it's not just like a skeleton though, they're, they're going to like use it on the new album. No. Are they're you not. serious? No, I'm not serious. Uh, I thought you were serious. That was, <laughs> I was like, I don't think they buried it. That I don't think it was that. You're watching Blake, I, like, I was like, I'm gonna text Ed right now. Like, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were serious. You messed with my heartstrings. I was so excited. Oh God! I was All like, right. I, I, I was literally gonna go. I had no idea they left it there. I thought they probably went just unburied it and got it back. Right? <laughs> you, you got me. You got me good. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That, uh, so, kids, that that was our thrice talk for the one more the- one more piece though. Uh, water and the whaler. So that is where my old band we got our name from that song. So, Ooh. so we were called Anchor Ashore, and it's because of that line. And how can I leave when my anchor's ashore? I just thought it was so brilliant, and we were all connected. <clears throat> excuse me, connected via our love for thrice, but. We were trying. We didn't want that to be super obvious, and it's not in the music. But we were like, we probably shouldn't do like a thrice reference because that'd be too cheesy. Uh, and then I came up with that, and it wasn't taken. And everyone's like, okay, fine, we're gonna use a thrice reference because that's too good. So we were just called Anchor Ashore. And you weren't gonna name your band uh, twice. <laughs> twice, thrice, twice. We're twice. Hey, this is this is twice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just just get like get get your youngest to be like can you say thrice now twice mm-hmm. <laughs> twice that's us anyway all right yeah. sorry for all the 15 right. minute album review that no one asked for but we did it anyway and yeah are you are. gonna put uh are you gonna put like timestamps so people can like skip past no they can skip past yeah no they have to deal with it deal with it deal with it 
They can skip uh, over it. They got a 15 second or a 30 second thing in their podcast that they can. They'll be, yeah, right. be doing that a lot. I think they do that with the whole pot. No, they don't. No, they don't. I, you know, I can actually see that in Spotify. You can actually like you can't see it in the other platforms. But for some reason, Spotify will actually show you where people do that at roughly. Oh, well, it's where all your money's going. That's why, you know, because they they're, they're, that's that's how that's how they can afford to not pay their artists is that someone's over there and they're they're working on the back end so they can you can scrub through and see all that stuff all that information it's it's well, it's it's for you it's for you to monetize it oh you know the thing is mm-hmm. as as little as they pay artists you know how much they pay podcasters <laughs> uh, what uh, twice as much the, no uh zero dollars uh oh cool so, yeah yeah it's great it's a great thing um so it's really, really wonderful how that works. I mean, that's not entirely true. Some of them get a hundred million dollars, I guess. Sure. So there's that. It's not me. Um, but I'm open. I'm for sale. Go ahead. I'm, I'm a sellout. That's fine. Buy me. Oh, this is it's it's not a the Doughboys can't be bought situation. No, I'm for sale, baby. I'm for sale. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know, I used Speaking to of- think selling selling out was lame, but now I'm I want I'm I'm for it now. Like, you're, now you're a real big fish. That's <laughs> dude. Because uh, so for people that don't know, uh, I I have a very checkered past, uh, and probably most of the music I listen to anymore is definitely ska. Um, so I love that when friends like you know something, I'll, I'll like we'll we'll make a pedal and it sells out quickly, and I'll you know make the announcement, and I can always guarantee that like one to three people. Uh, either friends or people that just know that I have a checkered past will send me like photos of uh, of of real big fish for like the sellout <laughs> video, um, and and it makes me smile every time. So please, uh, if anybody wants to congratulate me uh, on a good job, that's the way you can give me a huge pat on the back. Okay, I'm gonna just gonna send you a daily ska picture. I think that's what from now on we'll just send you pictures of various ska based things every day. I'm into it. You know, maybe that's a service we need to offer people. You know, we can team up the Fuzz Rocious and Tone Mob texting service where we will send you a ska-based photo every single day. And it only costs you $15 a month. That's all. Sick. Uh, yeah. I'm just I'm announcing this now. Uh, in 2023, it's going to be Ska's Rocious. Uh, I am for sure doing something <laughs> ska based. I don't I don't care that most most guitar players in Ska don't use pedals. Uh, I think we're going Ska's, <laughs> Ska's Rocious uh, next year. Maybe you can make a horn based pedal. Uh, so uh, I this was this was pre pandemic. Less than Jake has always been one of my favorite bands. I saw that they were playing uh starland ballroom in mid north jersey whatever that is so it's like an hour an hour and change from here and i was like i hit them up like randomly on their own I think like through twitter or something i was just like hey i was like we've never put our pedals through horns uh i love your band could we like maybe try this out and they're like yes let's come up and do it and dude i got wait this was oh this was after i had my hernia surgeries oh, wow. uh, so i i thought i'd be able to like I'll just go up and limp it. Like I can just get up there and my recovery just sucked. Uh, so I did not go and Aww. fast forward to, they were playing uh, that, that Vans Warped Tour in Atlantic city that they did a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And I saw that they were on it. We were, we were there with, uh, with Ian from Aquabats. Um, so we were just, great we dude. Were, Love that yeah, dude. like, like best dude. Uh, and I was, 
sending messages over to uh, their drummer who was not their drummer anymore. And I was like, hey, I'm here. Would love, you know, we should totally connect like just for a few minutes and, you know, just at least shake hands and, 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 you know, just chat for a bit on the, for the business side of this or see what we can do and blah, blah. And there was like no answer, no answer, no answer. And then I looked up on stage and I'm like, oh, that's a different drummer. And then I, of course, Googled and I'm like, oh, he, he's focusing on his label and other things. He doesn't need to be humping it in a band anymore so right 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 uh but also going back to ian ian from aquabats is legit like a top 10 dude he's awesome oh absolutely yeah he, he is we're mentioning it like we're we're all over this we've got a couple former guests we just met so chris you knew that chris came on the show right i definitely listened to that too okay all right i was just making sure yeah yep. and ian for anyone's listening has also been on the show in the past so if you want to hear anything with those two dudes not at the same time if you have a checkered past like i do <laughs> and you charge heavy and you've been denying your checkered past uh do yourself a favor and listen to those and then you can listen to the albums again and feel great you know ska i don't care what anyone says ska feels nice it makes it makes me it so sh- happy it should feel nice that that's mm-hmm. i mean it's it, that's the point it's generally the, the point of it it, you're supposed mm-hmm. to feel good. So, do you do you agree with the statement that's been floating around the internet for I don't know a little while now that ska is what plays in a 13 year old boy's when mozzarella sticks shows up? Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And and it is. I can't think yep. of a more accurate an accurate title or I don't know description. That's what I'm thinking of. I My still I, I know today. I know adults now that act like a 13 year old when like Totino's pizza rolls are in the are in the oven, and you know that like big horns are playing and people are chicken. There's a, there are a lot of upstroke guitars going on in people's yeah. brains when the pizza rolls are, when the pizza rolls are cooking. Dude, I'll tell you what, uh, more ska talk. Uh, so if anybody's not familiar with a band called Hepcat, H E P C A T, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're more on like the rock steady traditional side of things. But, uh, bands like that where like not all of it is is upstroke. There's a lot of that old school, like even some special stuff. It's like it's it's downstrokey, you know, stuff, whatever. I love listening to that kind of stuff. That is that is uh it, it is a hard recommend for Hepcat for anybody who's uh curious about having a checkered pass in the future. <laughs> if you if you too want your pass to be checkered moving yeah. forward. Then check out Hepcat. Check, check out the specials while you're check. at it. If you Yo. haven't checked out the specials, yes. what are you doing? What are yes. you doing? Yes, 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 yes. Is this just uh, going to be band recommendation podcast? Is that what this is going to be? Why not? So far we're like, cave in, thrice, the special. Like it's a really, we're, we're heavy on the band recommendations. Yo. Well, yeah. let's keep this train going. So let's, what's a band right now that if somebody was just like, recommend me one band, regardless of genre, regardless of who you're talking Ooh. to, recommend me one band. Catbite. Oh, I never heard of Catbite. All right. So, so here's, so they're a Philly band. Uh, they're, they're on the poppier, poppier side of traditional ska. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, four piece band, no horns, no uh, horns, okay. no horns. Uh, they, uh, but yeah, um, female led, female-led band like singing wise um but just super good super cool uh but they also this is the interesting so they have a side project called cat fight 
F-I-T-E. So they redo their songs as like punk hardcore songs. Oh, fun. I like that. And then there's also Cat Light. So they just like, they'll just put up. Is that like straight pop? uh, If 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 I'm remembering it correctly, I think it's more like indie pop uh, stuff. But the band will go and do like cat bite stuff. And then all of a sudden they'll be like, like this, like this weekend or something was like, all right, and we're doing a cat fight set. Or oh here's like a here's a cat fight uh you know split EP or whatever that just came out whatever uh so it's just it's one of those things of like oh uh, like these young whippersnappers like this is they're in the what is it the fourth wave the fifth wave of ska or whatever twelfth wave of ska yeah I don't but know. it's uh you know it's oh and I just heard a band the other day called Cliff Diver uh from from uh Oklahoma like Tulsa area or whatever and I was just like oh this is like less than Jake vibes, but also have like, they have two singers. There's one's uh, one male, one female. Um, and just rips. Uh, I'm just, let me think of something else. Oh, uh, and if you want, if you want heavy stuff, uh, resistor from, from long Island, long Island, long Island. Um, they're just, they're good, super heavy. Like they're not, they're, they're called, uh, it's not new metal. Uh, Oh my god, it's new something, but but they're in that dude. They're they're straight up embracing new metal, and it it's kind of it's kind of like seriously awesome. Is it like new new metal? No, it's it, it's definitely metal core e. But there's there's some. It's not gent either, but it's like it's it's got all that technical stuff in it, and they've got a dude on turntables. Oh, and the vocalist runs vocals through effects pedals. Okay, sign me up. I'm in. Dude, I'm in. It, it's awesome. We are brought to you today by Sweetwater, specifically the Gear Exchange. You may have heard about this. This is a place where you can go to buy and sell your used gear. Maybe you got a pedal over there that's just kind of collecting dust. Maybe there's something you've been eyeing from the Sweetwater catalog. Well, right now is a great time to turn that unused gear into something you're actually going to use. Even better, if you sell on the Gear Exchange, you can keep 100% of the sale as long as you choose a Sweetwater gift card as your payout method. That is not too shabby, because let's be honest, most of this buying and selling we do is just to fund new gear purchases, and that is a great way to reach a wide variety of customers and keep 100% in your pocket, or rather, on your pedal board. So go check out the Sweetwater Gear Exchange and turn that unused gear into something that's actually going to help you write that next huge riff. Hello there. I'd like to introduce you to your new best friend, the Chase Bliss Audio Lossy. Lossy is a collaboration between Chase Bliss and Good Hertz. It's meant to give you some control over those weird digital artifacts that come with very compressed audio. You're hearing it right now. All the changes that are taking place are strictly coming from my playing dynamics. I'm just interacting with the pedal and letting it do its thing. And some true stereo goodness. If you'd like some more details about Lossy, 
I invite you to head over to chasebunsaudio.com. I think you're going to like what you find. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, what Love about it. for you? Tell oh. me something. Oh, I wasn't expecting this. Um, here's a band that everyone who likes pedals should listen to. Uh, Holy Fawn. Yeah. Holy, Holy Fawn's dope. And I feel like everybody knows them, but they don't. That's what's weird about it. I'm like, yeah, everybody knows this band, right? Because most pedal people seem to know them. Mm. But Holy Fawn is... I, I I love that band so much, so much. And then through their singer slash guitarist Ryan, I found a band called um, Glassing, which is okay. like I don't know. It's almost like black metal, which is not normally in my vibe. Same. And uh, it's 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 like a little it's like kind of an odd mixture of black metal and hardcore but i actually like the vocals that's what usually turns me off of black metal now they are still black metal style vocals like they still hit some of those high crazy ranges but for some reason it does not does not turn my ears off the way other bands have they're really a heavy band i don't think i did a very good job at describing them at all but glassing's super cool especially their last ep okay uh, was was dope so oh, those and, are the two and if yeah. if we're talking black metal black into metal whatever uh so mm -hmm. uh if for, the, for those uh my buddy paul comes out uh to come and help me uh like do live events and he helps me yeah. here in the, in the shop and stuff uh so everybody actually everybody loves paul uh i'm, yes. I'm just it's, it's just like when shannon's out like everyone loves shannon i'm just i'm just there to, to finish the finish the transaction uh <laughs> i'm like I'm, I'm the i'm the i'm the other guy uh no but paul paul paul's our little social butterfly and he uh he's got he's got a band uh that they just his band actually just imploded but they're called um oh my god did i really i was gonna say low void because that was the band that we were doing before uh yes. but it's, it's called De it's called dead yellow uh so and the, it's just the, the simple way is like for fans of death heaven like older death heaven mm -hmm. uh that's what you would want to want to get to. Uh, they they put like three things out in the course of like a year and a half. Paul produced all of it in his house, recorded, you know, mastered it, mixed it, did all that stuff, and it sounds legitimately awesome. And I'm not a black metal fan, uh, and I like those songs and and like seeing them live. So uh, there's your there's your 2022 uh, music recommendations with Paul, not Paul. Paul's well, not sort here. of sort of with Paul. With Paul. Like, Paul's involved. But, yes, Paul. Paul's Paul's involved. Paul's involved. Yes, that's um, that's the new band. The band imploded though, so they're not a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and it, it's funny because we're we're all we're all still friends and everything, but it's it's uh it just yeah it just did. Sometimes bands just don't work. They just they hit that they hit the wall. So I would argue that most of the times bands don't work. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, Way more bands have not worked than have worked. Correct. Which is weird, but it's it's what happens when you get a bunch of weirdos together trying to do stuff. You know, yeah. we're all weird. It's just what it is. We have to accept. But it's it. also it's also super cool to see bands that uh, that have been together for you know twenty whatever years, and you go to, like you go to the green room or something, and like they're everyone's hanging together, and you can feel you can feel how much love everyone has for each other. Uh, it's nice to see that like, you know, this person doesn't go off and go do this. And that like these people spend 24 hours together and are enjoying 
this, you know, this stretch of a week or two weeks or a month and a half or two months. Uh, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's special. It is. Yeah. It is. So I feel like I ask you this almost every time that you come on and the answer is roughly always the same because life, but are you doing anything musical right now? That's not pedal based. Nope. Nope. That's not usually the answer. Damn thing. Uh, <laughs> no, man. Uh, so I don't even know if, if we even really mentioned this the last time I was on or whatever, but like essentially what, what COVID times taught me was that I just needed to slow down and not work as much. Um, and I was doing that band before pandemic. And once, once it was like weird to get in a room into an actual room with people, um, it just like, I just focused on work, you know, and, and being here with a family. And then when things started to open back up sort of again, um, I was just not ready to do a band again. I just, mm -hmm. I, I was, I was working just enough for Fuzzerocious. I'd started doing volleyball towards the end of when things started opening up. Um, and coming back to that has been like the best, like maybe like some of the best stuff in my life. Um, and I have my son to thank for that. Cause he, he wanted me to like teach him. Um, cause it's something I used to do a long time ago. Um, so like my focus has, has just been, you know, running Raven around for, for horseback riding stuff, you know, volleyball with Caden and making pedals and trying to like prioritize each of those things equally. So I'm not just like grinding work all the time. Um, and I think a band for me just doesn't really fit into it. I have like ideas for songs and stuff, but, um, it's, it's kind of nice to just not have to like, like feel that itch all the time to be like making something and then trying to figure out how I'm going to fit it in and, and move all that stuff. Cause I think for me, just being active, uh, and playing volleyball is, is maybe, no, it's definitely, it definitely brings me more, more joy plus, 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 uh, I think one of the big things about, I don't know how many, I don't know how much actual playing of sports gets talked about for, for the pod, but like <laughs> there's something called the, the flow state mm -hmm. that happens. Uh, so for those who don't know, it's like a runner. Sometimes you call it like a runner's high or whatever, but you'll get that's into different. You, uh, isn't it? Runner's high is like how you feel when you're done when you're done. So I guess because well, the flow state happens for a lot of runners when, when, as they're running where, where time kind of slows down and you, you know, you hear everything bright, like bigger and brighter and louder, and you're focusing on all these things, but everything kind of is also rushing by at the same time as everything's like slowed down. And that gets to, like, I get to feel that a lot with, with volleyball. And I'm also only focusing about the ball coming to my arms or, or what the next three moves are going to be that I need to go and do for that hour or those two hours. And, uh, like, emotionally and, and mentally and then and then physically uh mm -hmm. it just feels good and i would get that feeling sometimes playing music but more so only on stage and yeah it's yeah there's just there's that that payoff for me just just wasn't good whereas like with volleyball it's it's a uh it's an immediate daily you know kind of feedback thing that's pretty cool that you're able to get into that that easily i i get into it and i do get into it from physical activity uh occasionally it has to be very 
uh, intense. It has to be really, really intense. And yeah. I have to be, I have to like be almost like, all, this sounds like an exaggeration and it is a little bit, but like almost fighting for my life, literally. Yeah. Like, no, like, if it, I don't get I this up, mean. I'm going to be crushed. So I have to, I don't really have a, the choice is get crushed or get this, get this up, you know? And so that's yep. the only time where I can get that feeling from physical activity. But I have definitely gotten it from music, both as I'm not really an on stage guy. So that's right, not right, it for right. me, but I've definitely got that mid recording before where I've completed the song or the section or whatever, and then got up off the floor and was like, Oh, I was, I was really out of, I was really out of it there for, for, for a while. <laughs> like, where did I go? You know, type of thing. And I've, I've gotten that occasionally as a listener too, especially in a, in a live environment, Yeah, which is more rare. And it used to happen when I, it used to happen when I understood music a little bit less, which is kind yeah. of weird to no, say. Yeah. 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 Or before we even started talking to other musicians and things like that, when there's, yeah. when there's a big mystique, of how things are happening on the stage mm -hmm. it's uh yeah uh and I, I don't get that too often with with bands anymore but man when it when it does it's it's super cool it is um, it's really special i actually had it happen this is going to sound make me sound like a 14 year old 14 year old but i actually got pretty into it at the my chem show that i was at good Su surprisingly like because big stadium you know i'm used to a lot a lot more intimate settings and generally wilder bands but they were so good that night and everybody was so locked in i actually did i did take off for a while and that was the only thing on my mind and that was really nice they it was a really great performance i absolutely loved it didn't expect to get into that state from from that particular not the that's nothing to, against the band i just didn't expect that to happen at a stadium show basically Nice. Um, yeah. I, I got it recently. Um, uh, Sumac was, was playing oh. underground arts in, in the city and they're a band that like, I can't, I can't lose focus of the band. Cause also like they kind of think no, they're kind of, they do, they give me an anxiety attack every time I see them play. Um, <laughs> so it, it takes a lot, there's a lot of that like mental talk back and forth just because like sonically it's, it's just, you know, it's punishing. It punishes my body. And, um, but but the, but I'll get it. I, I each time I've seen them, I've gotten into like a, like flow states for like certain parts of it, and it's it's pretty cool. And then I just got to see Smashing Pumpkins last week, nice. um, and I've never been I've never saw them live. Uh, and there was a couple moments where I was like, whoa! Like you know, after I was like, whoa! Uh, oh, I'm here! Like I'm getting to see this. Like they just played that song that I never thought I'd ever hear them play live. That was something, mm -hmm. yeah. That's I cool. really want to see Smashing Pumpkins really badly. It was, it was good. Oh man, that's so cool. Did they, if did they already hit West Coast or? Mm, I don't think so. Because you should talk to Matt McJunkins. Uh, Matt Matt's predominantly a bass player. He mm -hmm. plays right now. He's playing with Poppy, and okay, yeah, yep. he also uh, he does um, a Perfect Circle. Uh -huh. uh, oh yeah, that band, the Beta Machine. <laughs> um, my God, Matt does Matt does a lot of stuff. Uh, super talented dude and super awesome to talk to. Uh, and he does like his own like mixing and and all that stuff. Uh, and you know, 
teaches or whatever, but he would be a great person for you to connect with. And then um, maybe you guys could even just connect when he, when he hits Oregon, when he hits the Oregon trail. That that would be super cool. I'm always excited to talk to new people. That's what's great about this podcast is I get to, I get to, it might sound kind of weird, but it's become such a normal part of my life. There's literally a, a girl I met on my plane back from Nashville. I sat down next to her. I had noticed that she had a guitar, you know, that she was storing. And I was like, tell me about that guitar because I'm a nerd like that. And so we started going down the rabbit hole and she does the coolest thing ever. It turns out she goes, she has a background in, I don't want to speak for her because she's going to come on the show, but her name is Mo and she, she goes to addicts, people with mental issues different things. And she doesn't do music therapy because she's not a therapist. There's a therapist there, but she actually makes a song with the person makes and records a song with the person. She takes it back, mixes, edits, produces all that stuff, and then comes back and gives it to them so that they have something, you know, to look forward to in this like super dark, crazy time that these people are going through and that she like kind of i think she came up with this i've never heard of this before she's a songwriter from nashville and she kind of came up with it on her own as far as i'm aware and i was talking to her about this she was literally flying to salt lake city to like go to some sessions to help people and i was like this is the coolest thing i've heard of in a long time you absolutely have to come on the podcast and talk about this so and that's that's her as far as you know that that's her that's her main gig like that's like what she does is she was getting ready to quit her full-time job to do that full-time yeah good for her which is wild so mo shout out mo we'll talk soon okay so yeah where i was going with that is i get this really killer excuse to just talk to people because normally i would have talked to her on the plane and I would never probably have talked to her again. Right. But instead I was like, give me your email. You got to come on the show, you know, with Matt, I can be like, Oh, Hey, yeah, you got to come on the show. I have this built in excuse to reconnect with people that I think are cool. Was she like, was she like, Oh, you have a podcast. You know how I could tell you're a white male (laughs) (laughs) and you have opinions. Yeah. <laughs> white male mid 30s got opinions you're a podcaster yeah <laughs> oh boy and boy do i have opinions i got some hot ones for you today yeah oh sorry i forgot means. you're a cis white male that's last that's, I that, that's how yeah. we could that's how we could tell that's it that's, that's how it. we could do yeah. yeah exactly two yeah, cis exactly. white males talking about about guy stuff Mm-hmm. There's just not oh, enough like, content like that on the internet, you know. Just I don't. I've been searching for it, and I just you know I, I'm open to suggestions. If you maybe maybe it's not going to be Skaz Rocious in 2023. Maybe you guys can can talk to me about some some new podcasts with some some white guys who have got something to say. That's right. Who just aren't feeling heard. You oh know? boy. <laughs> <laughs> for for those that don't understand sarcasm, we are being sarcastic. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were being sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That'll be the headline. Two cis cis white males looking for cis white males to listen to. (laughs) That's, yeah, I'm just really having a problem finding that. Uh, Wild stuff, man. 
What was I saying? What were we talking about before that? My brain like completely. My brain was not really in podcast mode today. So if I this sound a little slow on this time. episode, that's true. This we, isn't new. We meander. Uh, hey, hey! If you if you want to get back to to pedal crap, uh, I do. So for those at home, uh, I'm flashing you dark driving V3. I've been waiting for this for like it feels like like five years. Uh, a bunch of people, including me, have. I just I finally figured out how to do it. So uh, we've got it down into a small 125B box. Uh, Let's back up a little bit. Tell oh, yeah. people the story of dark driving first. Uh, dark driving started with cave in, of course. Uh, of course. Yes, of course. Uh, when we were first getting started, uh, there, there was a number of bands that I kind of reached out to, to just be like, I love what you guys do. Could I send you guys something that I made or whatever? Um, and I reached out to, to cave in early on and I had, I'd modeled this, this pedal after the, the BJFE blueberry bass OD, which was on like the base forms at the time. So this is going back. What, uh, it's 12, 12 years ago ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, this base drive, which is still, it's still very coveted on there. Like if you have an original one, it, it could be worth somewhere between four and like $800. If someone oh, wow. that much, um, but they're, you know, these hand, handmade, uh, Swedish effects. I can't remember uh, where Bjorn's from. I don't remember, but anyway, yes. Uh, maybe Belgium. I don't know. Okay. So anyway, uh, I, Sorry, it, was, it was it was modeled after that, and as I was kind of playing with it on bass, I was like, "Oh, this kind of like does like that that Tides of Tomorrow uh, era cave in like dark driving sound." I was like, "It's a drive pedal. We'll call it dark driving." And I I sent that up to the band. I think Steve actually still has the the original, you know, the little box for it. It was a one knob, dark like dark voiced overdrive, um, and that graduated to a larger enclosure for the V2 that had uh, like a dark and light foot switch. And on some of them, there was like a diet, there was two diode toggle switches, uh, like three way diode, diode toggle switches. So uh, it was just options, options, options. I got sick of making it. Um, it just, it just bothered me. I don't know why. And uh, we just came back around to it um, because so many people have been asking for it for, for so long. And I, I really, I reworked the circuit a, a bunch and added some more tweaks to it to give it some more output volume and uh, a little bit more uh, a wider tone sweep, um, a different way to do the, the dark and light to it. It just sounds it sounds better, and I mean, it looks so good. I'm I'm patting my back, dude. I think it, it looks great. So for those at home, it's it's a it's a planet with with a planetary ring around it, uh, a la the original, but we moved it down to the corner. Big type in the middle, uh, array of three knobs up top and a knob below and, and two toggles for the diode and the dark and light. And then there's a black hole sun at the top. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you said it because I was about to. So there you go. Uh, yeah. So th- uh, and this this dude here is like a black sparkle enclosure. We'll have uh, CME versions and the Canadian Axion shall receive purple sparkle versions uh so cool so we, we've been saying we're going to do them end of year um we may we may just push a little bit later uh because i really want to have uh fluff do a demo with us again and um i'd reached out to andy to do a demo and i just found out that he's been sick yes uh, so i felt like such a total turd uh 
sending him a, a you know an email to be like, hey, do you want to do this thing? And then, you know, I'm like, oh, you're sick. Like you don't. I, I just I just gave you one to the other thousand emails that you have to sift through. I don't uh, think anybody knew he was sick till the other day, though. So don't feel too bad. I didn't know, and I live like twenty minutes from his house. I didn't know he was sick. So okay. I'm glad we should say though that sounded really dark. He's gonna be okay. He's just been very under the weather with a multitude of different things, but he's on the mend, everyone. Yeah. So don't worry, Andy Martin's gonna be okay. We Watch need this. Andy Martin. This thing goes out like Andy Martin's dying, and everyone's like, no, 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 no. Andy don't Martin's even say okay. That. That's a Andy podcast curse. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. He, he's fine. He's healthy. He's on the mend. No one worry. You we know, they, that, that happens like every time on Comedy Bang Bang, they do one of those and they'll like, you know, RIP. Like, is that guy dead? Or like, and then a week later, two weeks later, they have to go. So it just happened again. Uh, we didn't do. Yeah. that's a, mm. it's a, You might want to edit that whole section out. That's a podcast curse. <laughs> uh, and he's young. He's young and spry. He'll be okay. The, the world needs Andy. Um, we do. We do. But yeah, we need so him in his clean tone. With that said, I don't know, man. Maybe we'll do like we might do like a pre-order for our our, our news our newsletter subscribers, and you just uh you know we'll put out like a private demo that Paul and I do, and then we'll do a big splash launch with everything later. I don't know. I don't know how we're gonna want to work it, but I'd really like to have those guys uh do those like those big tier demos and uh really show this pedal off because because dude like when, for the for a little fellow like fluff's fluff's big push that he did was it was it was really it was really really good and um yeah i just it's it's nice it's it is nice. it's very nice very it's, nice yeah. well dude we've been uh we've been on this for a while and i could talk to you all day i know we have a million got, things we, we can go in so many tangents it's stupid but guess what, guess what kind of pizza I made to. last night what, what kind of pizza did you make last night you know, I made four different types of pizzas last night, actually. Whoa. There's a big right. dick drop here. here. Uh, uh, so we made a, a vegan ver- a vegan pizza, you know, like vegan cheese, uh, some tofu, like spiced tofu and uh, mushrooms. There was a like chicken, like chicken taco style uh, barbecue pizza. There was a pineapple and oh. pepperoni pizza. All right, we're going to hang up this podcast right now. <laughs> Uh, uh, and there was the most banging cheeseburger pizza Ooh. that I made. I did like a, like a, an, a, like a, like a spice, like aioli, uh, as, as like the sauce base, uh, some Wickles, Wickles, Wicked Pickle Chips on there, Cooper Sharp American, uh, and obviously, you know, cheeseburger meat, but dude, it was so good. That does sound really nice. It was great. I love it. That's 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 tremendous. Okay, so yeah, uh, I, that's it. That's another tangent. So let's go. Well, it's not really a tangent because that's the that's like the how we close the episode. Like I can't ask you. You've been on four times. I can't be like, what's your favorite boss pedal and what's your favorite pizza? Because like we would just say the same thing again. So that was actually even better because you had a natural answer. Because I, I was like, how am I going to close this exactly? You know, with a four time veteran guest such as yourself. And so you 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 fixed that problem for me. I'm trying to think if there's anything else pizza wise that I've had that was just like, oh, this this is top tier. Like, uh, other than other than our local pizza place, we ordered from them, and I think like they must have had like a cheese shortage, so they they switched up whatever their cheese was, and I was like legitimately bummed like 
scarfing three slices down. I was like, I'm just putting this in my body. It was missing that sour tang mm. from the from the from the cheese, uh, but they fixed it, so everything's good. That's Angelo's Angelo's Pizza uh, in Mount Laurel. So, um, shout out Angelo's. Yeah, just so, just a sol- solid, easy, like you know, on the thinner side crust, you know, Philly Jersey style, South Jersey style. South Jersey State. Got to be specific. This is important. Yeah, we're we're below that Mason Dixon line uh, (laughs) in the middle of the state where where you say North Jersey or South Jersey. So, yeah, South Jersey pizza is better. Okay, I've never, I still have never been to New Jersey. That's kind of weird. You don't need Uh, to. My my daughter just said the other day because there's some hotels on the ride home from where we were going uh, towards our our place, and she was like, "Dad, why would anybody want to come and stay in New Jersey?" And I was just like, "Yep." (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yep. you, were, you were like i don't know why don't you ask me and your mom who decided to live here uh we're we're, we're here for family you know what i mean like our, our my family is, is we're close to my family they're they're here uh you know there, there's nothing specific other than the, other than the people like the friendships that we've made here there's nothing that really completely ties us to new jersey you know interesting yeah yeah it's I, it's we're a hub we're a hub to get to philadelphia we're a hub to get to new york we're a hub to get to baltimore dc whatever that's true. Yeah, we're we're right in the middle. Oregon's kind of weird because yeah, family's the primary reason I'm here. Career-wise, I should probably be in Nashville, realistically, yes. like for a, a whole variety of reasons. Sure. But uh but I am an Oregon boy though. Like even if even if I didn't have family here, living here as long as I have and like I just really really love Oregon, it would be extremely difficult to get me to go anywhere. So it's kind of interesting to hear like, you've got the family tie, but Jersey is just kind of, it just exists. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, also, I mean, I don't, I don't take the shore for granted either. I mean, that's being an hour, an hour and 10 minutes away from the beach mm-hmm. is you can't, you can't get that in the Midwest, you know, I'm, like, unfortunately, like you guys have lakes and that's cool, but like, there's just something special about getting to the beach and fist pumping and beating the beat. And, <laughs> now, again, that's North Jersey. Uh, no, it's just yeah. There, there's there's as as many jokes as there is about New Jersey. There are s- supremely excellent things that you just can't get other places that are just nice. You know, speaking of like the taking certain things for granted, I I am continually amazed. I think that like oh, I'm pretty aware and open of the things that that are nice about living here, and there's still things that I forget that don't exist other places. So like the hour or so to the beach, I've got that. Mm -hmm. But the one I totally forgot about until recently, one of my friends was making some sort of joke on, uh, on Facebook or something about rich people skiing and snowboarding, like it being for rich people. And I was like confused because I definitely didn't grow up wealthy, but we did go skiing and snowboarding fairly often. And I realized it's like, Oh, because I'm an hour to the mountain. So it actually was kind of a, a cheap thing to do. We'd get a season pass, and that's where we would go every Friday. Right. right. So go, go three times, and it's and, and it's paid for itself. And too. it's paid for. Yeah. So we would we would literally go like eight, twelve times during a, a season. And I just kind of just uh, this is a, oh, it was like a quote unquote cheap thing to do. Not cheap, cheap, but cheaper than going to a restaurant every single Friday night. You know, type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um. So. I realize, like, oh no, there's most people don't live within an hour of a of a really decent ski and snowboard place, and I do, and I, I gotta remember how many cool things I get just by 
because I was born here and for no other reason whatsoever, which is yeah. fortunate. You know, count the so everybody. The, 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 the takeaways today are listen to more ska, um, rank your thrice records. Yep. And uh, be grateful for for where you live. Maybe there's something nice about where you live versus somewhere else. Or if you don't, then go find go, go find, find a place yeah. if you can in in your lifetime. Yeah, at least visit. Come visit Oregon. It's nice. Don't stay. We have too many people. Anyway, <laughs> that was the most local thing I could have ever done. Oh, man. Well, dude, thank you so much. I have oh, some stuff you. I want to get into on the Patreon section. I know we're a little bit pressed for time, but we'll, we'll, yeah, let's we'll go. get it. All right. Cool, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, for Ryan, this is Blake. And as always, folks, good luck and good tones. All right, folks, there you have it. There's another episode in the can. I appreciate you spending time with me. I really, really, truly do. And just another quick reminder before we hop off that if you want more of this conversation, if you want to hear the other things that we talked about and we got really weird with it, you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash tone mob. And for five bucks a month, you will get extra bonus episodes beamed directly to your ears along with the ad free feed of this podcast. If you just want the ad-free feed, three bucks a month will get that to you, and it supports uh, me in a very, very strong way. It sounds crazy, but that really, really does make an absolutely massive difference month to month. So thank you all to everyone who is doing that. Thank you so much to everyone who has supported the show. Thank you for listening this far and giving me all this time. I can't tell you how much that means to me. Tell a friend if you think they would like it. Please rate and review. I haven't asked for that in quite a while. If we could rate and review this on whatever platform you listen to it on, that would be immensely helpful. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you on the internet very soon. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things, and by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is tonemob.com stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstory as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gun Street harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunStreetWiringShop.com and check them out.
Hey, this is Scott from Fly on the Call. Each week I speak to a different musician, whether they're in an established band like Silverstein or The Wonder Years, or a band on the rise like Spanish Love Songs, Origami Angel, or Meet Me at the Altar. We discuss music and lyrics, the successes and challenges of being in a band, and more, as we get to the core of each artist. The show features musicians of diverse genres and backgrounds, so there's always a chance I'll be talking to your new favorite band. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast.